0: Hey, this is Joseph Thompson. Thanks for listening to the Open Spaces podcast. Why don't you sit back, relax, and join me as we take a journey together into wide open spaces. Welcome, guys, uh, to what is turning out to be a rather quickly moving season. We are already... At episode 4 of Open Spaces and, uh, for season 5 And um, I'm delighted to have on today my better half, my wife of 34, almost 34 years mm-hmm. If I d- don't say almost, she's going to correct <laughs> me very quickly So uh, welcome Shola to the program
1: Yay, I was expecting you to say I was your favorite guest
0: My favorite guest. There you go. My favorite guest. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, listen, you've been on before, and uh, we've talked about um, Rehoboth Home Care, RHC, which is the venture that the Lord put in our hands and um, uh, that we've been growing and building and connecting with um, the uh, elderly community in Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Central Florida. Um, And not just the elderly, but people who need care. Um, And uh, we've talked a lot about that. But what I realized that we haven't talked a lot about is I want the people to understand who you are and how you think and how different you and I are in the way (laughs) that we process life and yet how God has made this incredible uh, home and marriage um, out of this. So let's talk a little bit about Florida in the sense that we moved here. Um, what, seventeen what,
1: years ago? To, um, yeah, yeah, Going 17, seventeen years. years yeah, yes.
0: from um, Colorado Springs, Colorado, which, uh, if I'm being honest, is probably the most favorite place I've lived. Yeah, uh, at least weather-wise. Uh, so, uh, tell me, when we first, when I first broached the idea of moving to Florida, um, how did you react?
1: I said, "Let's go." Yeah, and
0: um, uh,
1: why? Well, because. Anybody who knows you knows that you hate
0: the heat. Absolutely.
1: I mean, all the years we lived in Nigeria, I you would complain about the heat, which is really remarkable considering the fact that you live. I'm African, there. yeah, and <laughs> exactly. I grew up, yeah. But you always, always hated the heat. I mean, we would in, living in England, we would have. I would wake up. I remember one particular occasion waking up to snowflakes on my face because you had cracked the window open because you it was too warm in the middle of winter.
0: Yeah, but you're making people <laughs> think that I'm this really mean guy. You're a guy. polar bear. Yeah, yeah but but they, I mean, snow on your face, people are going to think, what a well, cruel guy. Why don't you tell them, you tell, tell the truth about <laughs> when it's, above how many degrees <laughs> you know, what happens to me in
1: fairness to you yeah. because at first i thought so too at the beginning i was like look it's not fair why is why do you have to be comfortable what i don't i don't like the cold but and then one day one night you indulged me and we had the heating on and you did not sleep a wink and the in the morning the, your side of the bed was drenched yeah. in sweat yeah. so i realized okay he's not just trying to be difficult or he's not just being finicky yeah. He really seriously cannot tolerate the heat. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. And at least if I'm cold, I can bundle up. You know, but you know, but if when, you're, hot, you're hot, there's only then, so much you can yeah, peel off. You yeah. know, so and
0: even when you've peeled off everything,
1: exactly, um, exactly.
0: Uh, this is a family-rated show, but even when you've peeled <laughs> off everything, and you're still uh, too hot, I, yeah. I can't sleep.
1: I know if I it's know. less
0: than if it's warmer than 69 degrees. Yeah. well, my body just. Fortunately,
1: can't I'm in a season of life now where I actually don't mind the cold. <laughs> yeah.
0: We won't say what season of life that is. <laughs> but, yeah. It's
1: a mature season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So,
0: anyway. so that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so 17 years, or going on 17 years, we've been in Florida. And yeah. we've had, uh, aside from me working uh, in s- some churches, uh, we've also had things that we have started ourselves. Lots of one, adventures. W- one being uh, the well, which was the local church that we planted that caused us to move here. And, right. Uh, and it started out really well, no pun intended. <laughs> and... and um, uh, along the way uh, certain things happened and anyway um, that's another story for another day right and then there was CrossFit Conduit which you named um, and then what we're doing now RHC so basically three wells and I know that if anyone is if anyone is interested in finding out details about that you can go back to season one I think it was either episode one or episode two I don't know exactly but we called it three wells and um, we had Shola and we talked about or maybe we didn't have you on. Maybe I just talked about the three. See, see how that we you are. It. Yeah. See? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, so tell me. Um, let's talk about those three ventures. What? Give me one thing from each of those ventures, good and bad, that you learned. Oh
1: gosh. Okay. I hear, Well, I've, there's a saying that. So let's start with the well. The only experience that's a bad experience is the one you don't learn from. So. So, I would use okay, the term uh, bad very loosely.
0: Okay, or if instead of saying bad, then let's say uh, sort of a, a difficult, or tough experience. A lesson, experience. Yeah. A lesson, okay, lesson yeah. learned. So, okay. a good experience and then a tough lesson learned.
1: So, where, where are we starting? Uh, let's with start the well. with
0: the well, the first uh, thing
1: that we wanted. well, you know what? The people. Mm. The people. we, For me, the good, the best part of, of it was the people. And there there are still some of the people uh, from the well who are an intrinsic part of our lives today. There are people that we would not have met. There is one person in particular... Um, my clow <laughs> mm, yeah. That I always. Tell we don't her, want
0: her head to swell, no. but uh, she's a pasta,
1: uh, yeah, pasta cloud. I tell yeah. her that if the only reason we moved to Florida was to meet her, it was well worth it. You know, so there are certain people in our lives that we would never have met if we hadn't planted the well. So for me, easily, that was it. Okay. The people,
0: and what would have been the negative experience? Oh
1: gosh, the people. No. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think you meant that That wasn't a Fro- Or maybe that was a Freudian slip yeah.
1: Well, you know yeah. At the end of the day You know, the church is made up of people So yeah. you can't say Like when people talk about church hurt It's not the church that hurts It's people mm-hmm. So, um, you know it, That was a tough season And um, the reason When you say that
0: You're talking about the, the, the season The season where, where we, we
1: Yes, where we Shut uh, the
0: doors uh, and then Well, not shut the doors But we stepped back and right, recouped
1: Right, the yeah. whole season of the world Yeah, it was tough. Some lessons that were learned, you know, some of them didn't need uh, some of the things that happened didn't need to happen. Because in retrospect, you look back and you're like, oh, I could have done that differently or Mm -hmm. I could have handled that differently. But it is what it is. You only know what you know at the time, you know. So, um, yeah, so I would say definitely some of the pain that came out of that, you know, out of fractured relationships and um, the way things kind of played out. Um, yeah. you know, you, if I had had it to do all over again, I'd do it differently. But the, the pain that came out of that was something I definitely could have done without. Yeah. So what
0: yeah. about conduit? Especially because, as I said, you named it. But conduit, uh, for people who don't know, was a, a CrossFit box. And yes. because I was at the time, a, a level one CrossFit trainer, I basically ran the box. Um, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Can, can I sing the song? <laughs> I know Yeah, go ahead Timmy, No, Tammy, our daughter Tammy came up with a song CrossFit, can't do it Anyway, that's all I don't that's know, was it say. her
0: or was it um, uh, Griff?
1: I don't even I remember I think it
0: was Griff who okay, came up maybe. with that somebody song Okay, maybe, somebody
1: came up with that Anyway It was Griff, <laughs> <laughs> yeah That was, yeah, that was that was a fun season too Um. Uh, wait, what am I What am I thinking of? Good, the good, uh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know what? I'm, this is going to sound, I'm going to start sounding like a broken record, but I would have to say again, the people, because some of the people that we met that are still in our lives, even though we no longer have the box, yeah. it, it's just, again, we never would have met them if not for, for conduit.
0: So I sense a great theme here, which is <laughs> fantastic, that relationships are the most valuable thing that you take out of every experience. Oh, That's you what know I'm what?
1: Those so. are the only things we great. can take with us to heaven, yeah. you know, yeah. relationships.
0: Fantastic. People, so people. what was a the negative then?
1: The negative was or
0: a difficult experience, or
1: a difficult experience. Hmm. With conduit, um, obviously, when we had to to step away from that, we had to close the business. That was not.
0: Yeah, but that was because yeah. um, it was. We grew that to a certain level, but the overheads were. Yeah. Crippling, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I was also working as lead pastor at a church at the time.
1: Yeah, and I was full time. I had a full time job, so it you
0: know? was it was just we overwhelming. Yeah, we had a lot, yeah. uh, had a lot going too, on. too much on our plates, yeah. and um, it just—I mean, we were uh, taking money from our own personal right uh, uh, income to supplement and keep. The yeah. box going on at some point that became. It
1: just wasn't feasible. Throwing bad money
0: after good or good yeah. money after bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Well, last one is where we currently are, RHC. What are you dreaming about for the future with RHC? Oh,
1: what am I dreaming about? I am dreaming of a future where we have made such a positive impact in this space that we have become a well-known and well-trusted name in the industry. Because we hear all kinds of horror stories, you know, about um, how seniors are being treated, you know, all kinds of really, like I say, horror stories. And we want to change that. We want to change that narrative and have a business that is not just thriving, but also is, is a hub for quality employees and also a good referral, you know, um, to have a good referral base, you know, because we have a reputation in the community for for delivering quality service and with quality caregivers. And we're
0: well on the way to building that because you know, uh, yes. I, I got a phone call from a potential client who said she was referred to us by right. Advent Health. I got another phone call from another client who said, um, a, a potential client who said, um all the, uh, she had looked at five different agencies and we were the highest rated on mm. Google. So um, the key is really giving great service and mm. making sure that people give you good reviews because mm. uh, word of mouth referral is the way we're going to grow this. And ultimately, the goal, like you said, is to change the culture of the home health industry in Central Florida so right. that it doesn't, the reputation uh, the, uh, of tardiness and, um, Uncaring um, and low quality care Mm -hmm. care is Mm -hmm. is is um, done away with, and people begin to say, "Well, have you have you ever heard of this agency, or have you used this agency? They're pretty good, yeah." Right, right. Uh, I love that. Um, Let's take a detour here because, um, as I said, this is I want people to get to know you and get to know our family. So. We have three adult kids. Yes, and, um,
1: three amazing adults. Yeah, kids, well, even if I say even so myself. If, yes, <laughs> even if you say so yourself.
0: And, uh, of course, you're biased, but yeah. <laughs> Let's a talk a little bit about them. Okay. Uh, if you could, uh, we have a son and two daughters. Yeah, he's and, our
1: best kept secret, by the way. A lot of people don't know we have a son. A lot of people just think, we because our two girls kind of like, you know, they're pretty, you know. They're pretty out there. They're friendly. They're and he's quiet. So yeah. most people know them. They don't know him. So no,
0: I, I I don't know if I agree with that. I I think it just depends on what circle of people you're talking about. Maybe um, the 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 church that I served in as uh, well, maybe, a, an associate yeah. pastor most recently is it's possible that he wasn't as well known or people didn't know that we had a son because of that. But if you think about before that, I mean, he played college football at the Division One level. Uh, yeah, I level. Everybody knew. I bragged about him. All the people who were in our lives then. That's okay. my point. Uh, well, it's all yeah, about yeah, seasons. It's
1: seasons. Yeah. yeah, seasons. Mm-hmm. Everybody
0: who knew us yeah. knew we had a son who was playing uh, college football Division One, and was likely to go to the NFL uh, because I wouldn't let him, I, I wouldn't let an opportunity pass without <laughs> talking about that. So, yeah. So, I think it's just yeah, seasons. well, that's But true. really, the question I wanted to ask is, If you could change anything about how we raised them, what would it be?
1: You know, that's very interesting because um, now all of our children are adults. They're full-fledged, independent adults. And we've, you know, uh, over the, you know, recent times, we've had really deep, in-depth conversations with each one of them as well as together. And, you know, at different points in time, they have pointed out to us very uh, eloquently and respectfully uh, the different ways that we messed them up growing up. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You
1: know, know, it's like you do your best but at the end of the day there's still something you're not going to do right. Mm -hmm. So we have come to learn those things at different points in time. Um, But one thing that I would say that if I had to do it all over again, I would teach them Yoruba. Yoruba is my Nigerian language. Mm. I grew up you know, speaking English and Yoruba, and then I studied French, and now I think, I, I, I like to say that I speak three and a half languages, or I understand three and a half languages. What's the half? Spanish.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, yes. You, you speak Spanglish very well.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I understand more than I more than I can speak. And then, of course, you
0: pretend to understand my language, but you yeah, have no, no clue. No,
1: I, I, because I'm good with accents. So if I just learn a phrase in a language, mm. I can repeat it and Make fool it people it sound, into yeah. thinking that I know more than that yeah, phrase. Yeah. yeah, so. But I would teach them Yoruba. Because um, right now in... in the kids, our kids, only speak one language, which you and I speak at least two. Mm. And you know, and I think that it would it would have done them a, a, a world, world of good of, yeah. if they had learned one Nigerian language. And you and I, because we speak two different Nigerian languages, we didn't speak. We we only spoke English, you know, in our. Well,
0: home. when we wanted to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, because I yeah. I would also say. I speak three languages, as in I speak your language, Yoruba, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I speak it, uh, yeah. my accent is not as good as it could and be. And
1: because you're self-conscious so, about yes, it, yeah. you don't really... Yeah,
0: yeah but my point mm-hmm. is, we did speak Yoruba yeah. when we Only didn't want exactly. the kids to when understand we, what we were talking We didn't
1: want about. them to understand, yeah. exactly. But I wish I had taught them, you know. Yeah. Even if they didn't really speak it well, for them to be able to understand, yeah, that's one thing that I wish...
0: Yeah, I think I, I agree with that completely. It's what I would have said, too. Um, but I think the reason for that is um, when we came to a, uh, well, we moved to England after we got married. Our son uh, was born in England. And then our two girls, we moved to America and they were born in Indiana. So I think in our earlier, younger years, we were too busy trying to adapt and fit in and figure out where we uh, fit into the cultural context in which we were living yeah. and so um, I think because I remember years later you and a friend of ours who has kids the same age mm-hmm. um, you guys started some sort of uh, discourse or newsletter or magazine about uh, multi mm-hmm. multicultural kids no that's not what we call raising
1: the, what, bicultural, bicultural
0: kids. kids yeah because yeah. We realized that we might be Nigerians living in America, but our kids are not Nigerians living in America. Our kids are Americans of Nigerian descent Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. living in America, which was a whole different Mm -hmm. cultural context. And we were completely oblivious to that fact early on and didn't realize what value there might be in trying to enculturate them to the culture of their ancestry Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and to be honest when they were younger they didn't exactly love that because their names were uniquely different i remember all of our kids Kicked against the idea that they didn't want to be known by those names. They wanted to be called by their biblical names because they all have biblical names too, and
1: yeah, we but insisted. That, that's all. But, you know, yeah. kids are ignorant. They don't know what. They yeah, don't but
0: know. now that's different. Now right. they love their names. They right. wish for more. So I'm just saying that yeah. we were all trying to figure out whether.
1: Right, but the, yeah, but that's just something. If I had it to do again, I would. I would teach them Yoruba. I would. Yeah.
0: Well, it's yeah. good to know we we don't have it, have have it to do again but it's 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 hey, great to know. Yeah. Of course, uh it's something that they can suss out for themselves if they yeah. if if mm-hmm. they're interested. So all right. So um what have you learned? Oh, Let me gosh. throw a curveball. <laughs> what have you learned about friends and friendships oh, my in goodness. all the different ventures that we've done as we've moved from place to place and we've had The privilege of people trusting us and following us From Colorado Springs to here to plant the well And then joining us in Mm -hmm. different ventures we've done What have you learned about friends and friendship?
1: Well, the main thing I've learned about friends and friendships Is that some friends are for a season And some are for a reason And I'm not trying to wax poetic here But, um It's not every friend, even your best friend, that is going to be your friend for life. And when that season is over, it's important to recognize it and to be okay with it, to make peace with it. Because there are certain chapters and certain places in our lives that some people who have been with us are not called to go to. And we have to be wise enough to recognize The ones that and there is also there are also certain relationships that don't need to be constantly fueled. You can you may lose touch for a while and then come back together and it's like no time was lost. But you know, there are seasons of friendships and seasons of relationships, and it's very important to recognize what those seasons are, when they're over, be okay with letting them go without feeling betrayed or abandoned, because it's not every Friend who leaves your life That is um, abandoning you Maybe that season is over Or maybe that person Is not called to walk with you Beyond that point Yeah, That's the main thing that I've, I've, I've learned
0: Well, as you know I've never been I kind of like my own company uh, That's simply to say um, I've never been the guy who wants to go hang out with the boys or do stuff and all of that. Are you a I've, lone I've, wolf? I, yeah, I, I tend to, <laughs> to because to, to, I, I enjoy watching documentaries on TV. I enjoy reading. I enjoy yeah. riding motorcycles, which, well, I mean, I rode motorcycles with a group of pasta friends, but you're on your motorcycle alone.
1: right. Uh, so right. it's
0: only when you stop somewhere that you guys actually connect. But... I do want to throw out this because friendships for me are key. Uh, in in a short while here, I'm heading off to uh, the celebration of life for someone that I considered one of my dearest friends when I became a Christ follower. He was actually a mentor for me in mm-hmm. the faith. And he was a genius. Uh, a lot of people do not know that he uh, wrote the second stanza of the Nigerian National Anthem. Um, and so he, he was also the dean uh, of the College of Engineering at um, Delaware University of Delaware. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was just a genius. And he died early earlier on this year of uh, uh, cancer, which they found yeah. out last year. So Tunde, his name was Tunde. And Tunde, um, many years ago, before he left Nigeria for um, the United States, he was married to a, an American woman. Uh, he... Yeah, well, I say was, because he's no longer around. He was married to an incredible lady. Her name was Anna. Her name is Anna. And um, he, we lived on the same street in Lagos, Nigeria. And uh, we I used to attend a, a, f- a fellowship, a Bible study in his home. And we just got really close. And before he left, one day, um, I, I remember we went to the beach. And he and I were sitting under a palm tree and just talking. And someone took a photograph of us and uh, sent it to him and he made a copy for me and sent it to me and on the back of it he engraved to my friend jt a man who has eaten a bowl of salt with me grain by grain i'll never forget those words uh, mm. it almost brings me to tears every time i think about it um i'm honored to be able to go pay my last respects t- to him and his family mm. and his celebration of life but um, i tell that story simply to say i don't have a lot of friends But I will die for my friends. And those that I count as friends are very dear to my heart. So Mm -hmm. I want to sort of give a shout out to a handful, five guys that I consider friends. I want to highlight them. Uh, Ron Mast in Colorado Springs. Jack Sharon in Colorado Springs. uh, Dennis Drake down the road here in Ocala. uh, My brother Usman, who lives in the UK. um, Steve Hickey. A precious friend of mine Who could use your prayers right now He's had a lung transplant But there are lots of complications going on Uh, He was a pastor for many years And of course my son, my brother My friend Kenneth Clark And uh, those guys Mm -hmm. just really mean the world to me And I'm just grateful for friendships But uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't end this broadcast By saying I'm more grateful to be married To who I consider my best friend Shola, thanks for being on
1: Oh, my pleasure Love you
0: Love you. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us on the Open Spaces podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please like it and share it with your friends. We'd really love to connect with you. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Open Spaces podcast.